thanks. That's all for today. Thanks, 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 that's all for today. Thank you, that's all for today. Thanks, that's all for today. Thanks, that's all for today. Thanks. That's all for today. Hello and welcome back to Thanks That's All For Today, a podcast hosted by me, Harriet Mullen. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining me today on a Wednesday, would you believe? I mean, it might not be Wednesday when you're listening to this, but I'm recording this on a Wednesday. Midweek drop just for you guys. Thanks so much for all the love for season two so far. I hope you enjoyed Afi's podcast. And now who could I have next? My next guest for this next episode is a leading lady who has played Sally Bowles and Scylla Black. We met during the open auditions for Scylla the Musical and I went on to understudy her in 2018. Feel like I'm on stars in their eyes. Who else could it be but Cara Lily Hayworth? Hello, good evening, good afternoon. What's the other one? Good day. Good day. Good night. Hello and welcome back to this next episode of Thanks That's All for Today. And joining me on today's episode is leading lady who you may recognise from Cabaret, Scylla the Musical, Maggie May, to name a few. And also, let's not forget Annie. She has been working since she was a child. When I was a child and I was miming to S Club 7 and the Spice Girls in my bedroom, she was gracing the stage with her talents. She's also been a presenter on the Discovery Kids channel. Is that true, Cara Lily Hayworth? It is true. I remember I I talked about dolphins, I think. Excellent. Fantastic. (laughs) Also gracing our screens in The Huntsman and Maleficent, which I didn't know. I mean, barely. (laughs) You're very modest. You were brilliant, Maleficent. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the beautiful Cara Lily Hayworth. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. It's lovely to see you. And you, Angel. So lovely to see you. We've just worked out we haven't seen each other, like most people, in 2021 Mm. and 2022. We haven't seen each other since 2019. Gross. That's insane. That's gross. That is actually gross, considering we used to see each other, like, every day. It's weird, isn't it, when you're you're on tour and you are so in each other's pockets. Mm. And then, I mean, obviously, with everything going on in the world, that hasn't helped. But you just suddenly find it goes months, years, and you haven't seen each other from being that intensely close. Yeah, definitely. And we worked out, we've known each other now, I think four years. It would have been yeah. four years around this time, four years ago. Yeah, because I, yeah, I've just turned 33 and I was 29 when we were auditioning for Facilla together. That makes me feel old. So, Cara Lily Hayworth. Don't say Lily. 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 <laughs> so, Cara Lily Hayworth, I've got to talk about how we met, my little anecdote for you. And obviously, we will talk about Scylla a little bit later on because we did kind of meet there, didn't we? I think maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but I maybe. have to say, when I was about 19 or 20, I was in a girl band. And I remember on our Facebook page, somebody's mum wrote on our wall, you know, Facebook terms on our wall, OMG, yeah. Britain's Got Talent, Zyra Rose. 
are just like the gems. Harriet, you're just like the redhead in Zyra Rose. And I was like, no, because we were three brunettes and a redhead. And that's what you guys were. And obviously that's a long, long time ago. And we didn't know each other at all. But it's just so crazy that then when I met you and obviously saw you were in Zyra Rose, I was like, oh, my God. I remember speaking about you and watching it's you. It's that girl. It's that girl. We're the same. It's that ginger I spoke about. <laughs> I mean, everyone who's got red hair will relate to this. But if there is somebody in pop culture that has red hair, people just <laughs> yeah. think that you look the same. So it's like you look like Nicola yeah. from Girls Aloud or Jess Glynn and like everybody just. Well, if I look like same. you, that's a massive compliment. Well, if that's what I was thinking about you. <laughs> I was like, thank you very much. What a compliment. <laughs> Um, and then, obviously, we met during the open auditions of Scylla the Musical. I remember when you walked in for the dance, the uh, after the dance, the singing rounds for Scylla. And I remember you walked in with your air boot on. And I remember thinking, <laughs> that lucky so-and-so, she didn't have to do the dance call. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a long, uh, it's a long way to go to get out of a dance call, isn't it? To dislocate your It was name. a great boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if my dancing would have even been inhibited. I'm that bad at dancing. Oh no! I think it probably would have been on 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 the, on the same level. But yeah, I managed to get out of the dance call, which I've never been more thrilled about. Oh, you um, poor thing, though, yeah. because you'd been injured from Secret Cinema Moulin Rouge, hadn't you? Yeah. So I, I literally we. I'd just finished Secret Cinema, Moulin Rouge, and it was our last night. We'd finished the show, didn't have any more shows to do, and it was the after party. And I think someone, so it was sort of a few audience members were invited, and it was sort of a, an after show drinks type thing. And I think one of one of the audience members has had a few too many drinks and um, and like fell into me, like tumbled over something and fell into me. And yeah, I fell over and dislocated my knee. Oh my and I'd, I'd already, already like 10 years ago dislocated my right knee. And I remember I was just raging. So I was like, that was my goodness. Oh no. <laughs> I know. So I I know. So I'm pretty um pretty damaged. We were all sat round in spotlight in the waiting area and everyone yeah. it was really hot. And everyone had their sort of like, well, a lot of people had their legs up and you had to keep like coming out to go to the loo and like being, excuse me, could you please move your legs? Like it was, cause there was about oh. 30 of us in this tiny waiting room. And for some, and I think because I'd arrived first, because mm. I obviously hadn't done the dance call, I was stupidly in the corner. Yeah, you were I decided in the corner, to yeah. sit. So I had to get past everyone to get out. They probably thought, who on earth is this? <laughs> and I was just sat there like pinging off my fake nails in the corner. But anyway, we skipped forward. Obviously, we ended up then doing all of the different rounds together. The final mm-hmm. eight. The all, final, all 500 of all them. All 500 rounds. And we ended up going to Liverpool together and doing our, our final audition at the Cavern. And I just remember I could not have got through that day without you. <laughs> same so it was such an exciting day though it was obviously extremely nerve-wracking but it it was very bonding for all of us wasn't oh, it? oh god yeah that was when the love affair started I think it was yeah breaking news we've had a four-year long love affair uh, and we got although we haven't seen each other since we haven't seen each other for two years so <laughs> it's like a year six relationship where yeah. you have a boyfriend but you know you don't see each other for the six-week holiday but it still counts yeah exactly exactly week right. relationship but we got to go and see the Scylla statue and we were obviously in the cavern and it was so it was it was just so different from anything I'd, I'd ever done yeah. but I think that ultimately bonded us very close and it wasn't like 
you four in the final four and it, you're against each other. Because I think we had to audition together throughout, it never it never felt like that. And it, it honestly... It didn't have that usual audition no. uh, sort of competitiveness. And I don't know why, because you would think it would be even more so because it was being filmed and it was this whole big thing. But we all, we all just got on really well and it was actually really nice. And I would have been happy, you know, for whoever yeah had had got the part and it was yeah it was lovely but I also remember there was um a couple of rounds where you and I were split up into different groups and so it was like when you came out we we both were like oh my god how are you are you okay and then yeah. I'd have to go in and then we'd be messaging after so it was it was lovely that we both we had that in that intense mm-hmm. situation I remember the day that you found out and I was at work and I rang you and we had this like lovely sort of relationship where if one of us heard we tell the other one it was just it was just really lovely I, I don't think I've ever had that many rounds yeah. to go through but also having someone there who gets it the whole way through you know like and we, we mm-hmm. spoke about what we were singing and what scenes to prepare and things like that it, it was it was great and so then when I I didn't get it the first time, but then got it the year later. I could not wait to ring you and tell you that we were going on tour together. Do you remember? I remember that. Fa- I remember that phone call. I was around one of my friend's house and I saw you were ringing. I was like, oh, and you were like, guess what, babe? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I've never been, I've never been so chuffed. And I was like, we're going to have the best time. It was great. Oh, and we did. Oh, so we pleased. did. You are a dream, dream actress to understudy because Aww. you know you you really, really are, and you're so giving with sort of the character and things that you do and things that you've learnt. And I loved watching you as well. And and you with me with my cover runs. You know, I'd say, could you watch it and could you give me some feedback? And you know, like you're far too polite and lovely. You would never give me any criticism, but you're so supportive. <laughs> I never felt like, oh my gosh, the lead is watching me. And I felt oh, so, I'm so glad. Yeah, comfortable I, with I, that. I'm so glad you felt like that. I would never want anyone to feel like they couldn't ask me questions or or anything like that if they had, if they had some, oh, what do you do here? What, mm. I wouldn't want, I mean, imagine being scared to ask. It makes make such a difference having someone like, you as an understudy you were always so lovely and always so kind about what I was doing and then that made our relationship even better with you know in terms of you asking me questions about what I was doing on stage and and whatever like that and and yeah I felt completely supported and hopefully supportive and I think it's a lovely story as well that it was the open auditions you have no idea with an open what is going to happen there is no way Mm. that I would have thought that I could have got a role from an open audition really no chance no No chance chance. after being you know going for x-factor open auditions and Dorothy when I was really young when I think it was the BBC did like the search for Dorothy Mm. you just think that's for someone else like I'm not going to go because someone else will get it it's like winning the lottery yeah how did it feel when you got that call did you ever know throughout the process like I could be in with a shot or was it just like shock after shock after shock after shock? And then you got it, the phone it was call, like, kind what? of like that. Yeah, it was kind of just just shock. Yeah, just shock. I knew that uh, the, the sort of associates at Bill Kenwright's, I knew that they liked me because I knew that they'd spoken to my agent and said, we think she's great. So I knew I knew that they thought I was good. But, you know, it, you just never really know because it all comes down to Bill. Yeah. At the end of the day, if he likes you 
as a person if he thinks you're great if he thinks you've got whatever that it thing is mm. and I and I knew that they initially obviously wanted someone from Liverpool so I thought well there's no chance I'm gonna yes. get this they wanted yes. the, the sort of authentic uh you know discovering a, a star diamond in the rough type situation mm. and obviously I I'd done some things I'd been to drama school I was quite you, you know prepared in that way and I'd, I'd done a, a few jobs not loads but i had done shows where I'd done eight shows a week and, and things like that so I don't think initially I was what they wanted necessarily I think they wanted to discover someone but and to be honest because it was such a hard track I, I think if they had found someone that had never done anything like that yeah. before I think it would have been really tough you know I found it really tough and I was experienced to a certain extent and so discipline, I, I think, which I think is a massive yeah. thing for a role like Silly. You have to have discipline. And totally. I think that all comes into it. You know, the the process of doing eight shows a week, you know, looking after yourself and being the best possible version of yourself for the character and for the role and for the yeah. show as well. And you did that. You did that beautifully. So, got to ask you, my lovely, how are you? How have you been coping with creativity in this lockdown global pandemic era? Because you've got so many different <laughs> ventures that you have. Tell me, tell me about them. Let's have oh. a little shout out for your businesses. Oh, bless you. Well, I've been trying to be creative. I've been doing bits of like painting and stuff. And um, I've, I've always loved painting. And I've never thought that I was good enough to sell it or actually put it out there into the world and then I was doing quite a bit um during the first lockdown and I thought I could see everyone else putting out all of these creative things and I thought why not like even if I make no money I'm doing it anyway I might as well and actually I've sold a few paintings and it's lovely Fantastic. yeah so I mean um it's Lily Barnes art if anyone wants to have a little you look. You heard it here first, Lily Barnes. <laughs> and also your jewellery company as well. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I sort of lost momentum on that one a little bit, but I was, well, it's still on Etsy, mm. but yeah, Dainty May Jewellery. We're just trying to keep, trying to keep We're, creative and trying to keep busy, I love really. it. I love that I, I was going to ask you, like, how have you kept busy? And then I was doing my research on you and I was like, my gosh, yeah, actually, I've got to mention the, the jewellery, the painting and also the photography. I know obviously we're not allowed to like at the moment, but Cara's actually done my headshots and she's brilliant if anybody is looking at headshots. So there you go. Thank There's you. Little business shout-out. <laughs> Support local there you go. businesses. Keep, keep, these, keep these out-of-work actors afloat. In the industry, there are times when we are, you know, some of us are out of work, fun employed. And you've got to find mm. ways to keep yourself busy. And mm. I, I think it's brilliant that you've stretched out into, you know, the, the art side of things and jewellery making and, and things also that aren't aren't horrible to do not horrible to do but stressful to no, do I imagine no, it's quite enjoyable. I actually really I actually really enjoy it and especially with the art stuff I mm. I feel really relaxed and quite chilled I'll put on some like Leanne Le Havis or something and, and get all my paints out and I actually really enjoy it and it makes me feel sort of calm and takes away a bit of that that stress I'm so grateful for my lovely husband Rob because he 
has shout been able Rob. to keep everything afloat shout yeah. out Rob and um, <laughs> keep everything afloat and uh, he's amazing and he works in the film industry which yes. actually is thriving he's, yeah doing yeah now I'm... it's it's doing I mean everything's sort of shut down in the first lockdown but yeah he he seems to be busier than ever so it means I've been able to do my sort of frivolous creative avenues like amazing. art and stuff and I haven't had to go and go and do a job that makes me miserable so I'm very I'm very grateful for that and for him oh amazing fantastically so that's good so yep. shout out to Mr Rob supporter <laughs> isn't he he is like all hard. my family are so just not yep. that would make any difference if he was like you know Man United fan I wouldn't judge him <laughs> you wouldn't support I him. don't I'm yeah, not don't ask footballer. me any questions I'm about not... the pot. don't ask me any questions I know nothing I only just worked out what Coys is you know the C-O-Y-S oh I, come on you Spurs yeah. I know that and the Liverpool Y-N-W-A I was like well, I don't get all these abbreviations like you'll never I walk alone I don't know what that one is I only, I only oh, oh I see you'll never walk alone there you go you learn something new every day ask you actually as you've been um you know you've been Scylla Black and you've been Sally Bowles some of the biggest roles for female performers do you still feel yeah. the same as you did auditioning like 10 years ago or do I you have works. any really yeah. yeah I don't know if it's because now there's a sort of expectation maybe yeah I don't know I think and it's so silly I remember going to auditions after I'd done Scylla and if I felt like I was singing badly or whatever, all I was, all I would imagine was the people on the panel going, how did she ever get that part? How did she? And I'd be telling myself this while I'm yeah. singing and therefore obviously do a terrible job because I wasn't acting and I was just thinking about. But yeah, I, I think because then I thought people were expecting something yes. of me. They were expecting me to be good. And then when I wouldn't be or or when I, I didn't feel like I'd done myself justice I'd sort of have an even bigger low because I thought oh, I've ruined it and they've gone oh god how did she even get that job in the first place it's such a weird mm. it's so horrible how powerful our minds can be about yes how we feel about ourselves and yeah and I know I, I give myself a really hard time and if things aren't perfect I will drive myself crazy no matter how much I would practice at home, I'd get to an audition, even though I knew I could belt a certain note and I'd chicken out and I'd put it oh, in my head voice because I, I would be terrified that I would crack or or whatever. I really worry about people listening outside sometimes. That puts me off as well. Like if it's a if everyone's got to belt, I don't know if you've done an audition before where everybody has the same song and yeah, that, well, obviously <laughs> we both had the same song. Yeah. But <laughs> Do you go for everything that you get subbed for or get called in for? Or are you more sort of filtered with your auditions now that you you know what you like and what you don't like? Now, as I've got older, I, I definitely am a bit more filtered. I um I used to try and do everything and I'd go to all the dance calls and be awful. And now I just if I if I know I'm not gonna get it, if I know it's not my bag or I'm not gonna nail that song. And if, if I can feel the stress like rising just at the mm. thought of trying to sing that, I just go, well, I'm not going to get it. There's a million people that can sing that better than me. I'm not, you know, I, I think it was um, before all this happened, I, had, I was meant to have an audition for nine to five mm -hmm. to play um, 
and the one that sings get out and stay out oh yes yes right and i judy tried to sing it, it might be, judy sure. that's it and i tried to sing it and you know i could manage it but it wasn't that big key change but it just wasn't it wasn't comfy for me and i and i just thought i'm not gonna get it i'm stressing about it already yeah it's not comfortably in my range and i just i just said no i didn't want to do the audition sometimes you think it's better to create no impression than to create a bad impression yeah, yeah in definitely. in an audition so there has been there has been times like that and I've had things that come in looking for I think it was for Brooklyn and you had to be able to belt up to like a I don't know a G and that's just this is not I can't I can't that, that. that's brilliant that you can recognize that because I think that's that's such strength in your own ability I will put myself forward for the things that I can yeah. do and there will be roles you know like obviously Sally Bowles is, and Scylla and Maggie May are not like walking yeah. park roles so you're obviously gonna have to push yourself for that but you know that you can I know that that's within my range yeah. and I can I can sing those songs and nail them. Mm. So, you know, even if it's hard work, I know that that's yes. what I can do. And I and I know and I know what types of songs I can sing and and I although I haven't really done that many soprano roles, if it's a soprano role, great. I I know that I can sing a soprano role mm-hmm. and I can sing all those high notes, but when it comes to like rock belt yes and things like that that's it's just not me and you know there's so many people that can sing that sort of stuff so well and I will leave it with them so let's play <laughs> some games talking about audition styles I'm gonna um, I'm going to ask you a series of would you rather questions um, okay. I always over-explain this, Cara. I do apologise. I always <laughs> say, it's basically, you can choose one or the other. You, I know you understand this concept of this game. So we'll just get straight into it. Okay. Would you prefer open audition or a closed audition? Um, cl- well, I don't know, closed audition, but then my my success rate has been all right with an open audition. You're the but only yeah, one clo- I clo- thought I could ask that one yeah I I think I'd still say closed audition you just feel like you they actually want you to be there (laughs) yes definitely so group or solo audition solo solo group audition my god (laughs) that's what gives me anxiety as well group auditions yeah okay tv slash film versus theater audition Ooh, audition yes I think I prefer TV and film auditions. Please, could you tell us? I think (laughs) singing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) don't have to sing in. um, I I mean, it sounds like I hate singing. Obviously, my my career has been predominantly singing and I do love to sing. I just find singing very stressful and singing in an audition scenario Mm. even more so. So, yeah, I, I, I prefer TV and film auditions. I remember when I met you and we were in the office of downstairs at, at Bill Kenwright's house. I was going to say at Bill Kenwright's house. The Bill Kenwright Because <laughs> he lives there. <laughs> and um, I said to you something about, I said, I'm quite, you know, nervous about the scenes. And you were like, I'm the opposite. I'm nervous about the singing. Like we are the, yeah. we were the opposites with each so other. The scene, scenes, are, yeah, the scenes are fine with me. Actually. If you could cut us down the middle and stick us together, that would be great. Yeah, we'd be great. <laughs> I did them. Um, I had an audition for waitress, which I, which I know in my head, I, I think actually I can do that. And I did the scenes, and they were great, and I felt like I acted really well. And then I sang, "What Baking Can Do," mm. 
and um, I actually apologised in the middle of a word. <laughs> I actually went, even as the walls come tumbling down, even as I can't stop, remember, sorry, worry how. And actually said, sorry, in the middle of the word remembering. <laughs> and I, I just, yeah, yeah, didn't get that one. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Oh, you're yeah. an apologizer too, same. In the middle of a yeah. phrase, though, I've never heard that before. In the middle of a word. In the middle of a phrase, <laughs> the middle of a word. <laughs> Sorry, worrying how. Oh God. Oh wow. It was wow. it wasn't it wasn't my finest moment, I have to say. You'd be amazing in waitress. I'm just I'm I'm just trying to plan your next 10 years of roles here. Celine Dion. <laughs> Jenna in waitress. There we go. Okay, knowing <laughs> this is this is one for you actually. Knowing the mm-hmm. panel versus strangers. Knowing the panel. Well, knowing the panel in a friendly way. Do you mean like sometimes you know the panel as in like you've auditioned for them before? That doesn't necessarily make it any easier. But no. if it's someone on the panel that I've had a friendly conversation with in the past and goes, "Oh my god, hi, how are you?" Maybe comes and gives you a kiss on the cheek. Great. Thrilled. Lovely. Thrilled. Would you still feel nervous auditioning for BKL, having played two amazing roles for them? Do you still yeah. feel the like pressure of it? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird because I was so lucky with Sally Bowles because I, I didn't really have to have a proper audition process. Oh, really? So I, I basically, I knew that the cabaret tour was happening and I messaged or emailed Bill and basically said, I, I really want to play Sally Bowles. Because she's your dream role, isn't she? She's one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was like, I, I, I really think I can do it well. I think I would be great at the part. Can I audition? And he said to me, I, you know, I think you're great, but we need someone with a, a bigger name. And I, so that was that. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, I totally understand. You know, I, I don't, you know, a few, maybe a few people in the theatre industry might have heard of me, but in the general world, I, I'm no one really. And that, that was that. And then a few months later, he messaged me and said, will you come in and read a bit of Sally Bowles for me? So he literally said, will you come in and read some? So it wasn't even an audition really, because I was the only one, you know, that day that he was seeing, went into his office, had a cup of tea, read through oh, the lovely. scenes didn't even have to sing oh oh and, wow during um, audition he just he just assumed I mean hopefully wisely um and <laughs> I and think then you proved he... yourself that you could sing <laughs> in Zilla don't <laughs> worry Sang a few songs. and then and then that was that so that was amazing but I don't think I'll ever not be nervous to go and have a have a meeting with Bill although we get on really well and get we're friendly with each other and I feel like we get on well I, I don't feel like anything is guaranteed and I and I feel like if you go in and you sing and you're not the best person in the room no matter how many jobs you've done for him I, I think he'll always give it to the person that he wants to in that in that moment and I yeah so I, I think I'd always be nervous probably yeah. not as nervous as I think it's a, it's a, a regular thing as well isn't it because yeah given you work I I you know I yeah feel and have felt very nervous going for anybody that I've already worked for more so because I feel like yeah. I've got something to prove you know because they've yeah you've got to live up to I've got to live up yeah and and they also have you know memory of you 
previously and mm. you know you want you don't want them to go why did I give her that job like I know right. yeah exactly so I think I think it's that that is a hard one I so think and if anyone if anyone's auditioned for for Bill you'll know you go up to his office and he's got this big table right at the end of the room and it feels like he's about a mile away yes. and you feel and you have to walk this like long walk towards the desk and it's really quite daunting up there I mean it's it's not it's a lovely room yeah I don't know there's just something powerful about that because you know that if you're in that room mm. you're close to getting it because you don't get to that point most of the auditions are with you know associate producers and, and other people involved with the production or the MD or whatever in in the rounds leading up to it. if you're in the room with Bill this is make or break time mm-hmm this is you either prove yourself and you nail it and you get it or you F it up. It is really symbolic, actually, what you've just said. I, mm. I never thought of it like yeah. that. The next question is 16 bars versus full song. Full song. Full I think. song. I think it takes me. I think it takes me a little while to get going. <laughs> I can never choose the right 16 bars either. I think that's such a small. No. Such a small number. Although um, sometimes I haven't done it. I haven't done a cut and you're halfway through and you go, I'm boring myself. Yes, it, I always try and start from verse two because otherwise, I'm like, by the time I get yeah. to verse two, I'm like, oh my god, I've still got the middle eight. You know what? I did. I did that with Alfie actually from Scylla. So I was auditioning for something. I think it was my best friend's wedding, mm. the musical that's due to come out, and they wanted a Burt Bacharach song. I was like, great, I yeah. know a Burt Bacharach song, um, and didn't really realise that Alfie, out of context. <laughs> of the the studio scene in the musical it doesn't really tell a story oh wow and it and it's about it feels like it's about 10 days long oh and I was about halfway through and I was like I am so bored of myself they must be (laughs) so bored oh no yeah so Alfie as an audition song is is not the one so I apologize to anyone that was on the my best friend's wedding panel where I was boring and awful and I'm sure they love the dullest actress you've ever seen in your life no, not at all. So let's talk <laughs> about your audition experiences and how they've changed from being very young until, you know, now he's still very young now. But I just mean, as I <laughs> mentioned previously, when yeah. you're embracing the stage as a young actor, I was probably miming mm. in my bedroom, singing about my <laughs> year four crush or whatever. So you started dance class from about five years old, I read. At yeah. The Monk School yeah. Dancing, which I didn't know this That's about it. you. What discipline uh, were, you, were you Were you a dancer of? <laughs> you can tell I'm not a dancer. I did all of the dances. <laughs> well, I did, oh, I mean the usual not like street or hip-hop but like ballet (laughs) like you (laughs) Um, just yeah ballet tap and jazz I was never I was never the best but I loved it and it gave me a sort of um that desire to be some sort of a performer and I think apparently I I decided when I was really young that that's what I was going to do I think I told my mom I'm I'm going to be a singer oh wow from that and and apparently when I yeah and apparently when I was really little I was awful as well at singing oh same I I had a really really bad similarities between us I couldn't sing either no yeah apparently (laughs) I had a really bad voice and I'd audition for like the Amdram stuff and was terrible and my mom was just like I don't know why she wants to be a singer she's awful (laughs) and I don't know somehow god knows well somehow from the Um, age of five then 
to 11 because at age 11 you joined the Jackie Palmer agency is that correct yes so what yes you've done your I, research <laughs> Miss Mullen oh well you know I had to be pro I know we're I know a lot about you but I didn't know this so what happened within those six years because you must have got brilliant to be signed to an agency I don't know mate I did I have singing lessons? I must have had singing lessons, I guess. <laughs> Let me check my notes. I can't remember now. <laughs> so how, yeah, you, you probably know better. I probably know you better than you do. Yeah. Um, so how old were you when you landed Annie? Because we've got to talk about so, that huge role, huge role for a young Yeah, so, so when I was at the Maggie Monk School of Dancing, I think it was a few years after I I'd, I'd joined and they were doing a number in the show and asked me to sing a solo. And I can't remember if I was... I guess I must have been a bit better at this stage than I was when I was really young and um someone said to me oh you've actually got a voice there like you could you could use that you could be a singer why don't you audition for the Jackie Palmer stage school which I did and I got in and they suggested that I go to an open audition for Annie um just to get a bit of experience yeah just to see what an audition was like and somehow miraculously I I got the role of Annie. You're like the, the, open, the open audition queen. I know. I'm going to change my previous answer to open auditions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should. Yeah. So that, yeah. So I, I auditioned for that and it was on the national tour and that was in 1999. Um, and yeah, I was 11. And and I, I think back then I was just full of confidence. I had no doubts. I would just go in and I thought I was great. And I was like, oh, I love this that. Is amazing. The confidence that I you wish, have as a I wish young I, child. yeah, I, just no doubts that you're going to hit a note or you're mm. going to do something. You just, you just do it and yeah. there's no fear. And that's the most amazing thing. But yeah, so I, I got that and I, I was on tour. I think it was nine months or something like that. And they had three teams wow. of Annie's. So we had tutoring and stuff and sort of one week on, two weeks off. It was great. It was, it oh was just my the best. Gosh. And, and that was when I thought it was like easy to get parts. <laughs> I, I remember sending in things for open auditions, like for S Club Juniors and things, and thinking that I would genuinely get an audition. Or if I auditioned for the X Factor, I'd genuinely go and see the judges straight away. Like if you went to the open, <laughs> Cheryl Cole would be there. Like I, I think it's, yeah. it's not naivety. I think it's like blind faith that you are. Yeah gonna be somebody you yeah. know and you you have this like idea of what the industry is like and I think it's it's brilliant that we have that period in our life where we are so sure of ourselves before we, we yeah. get sort of like cynical about a little bit more cynical yeah I would never ever worry about losing my voice I would shout every day sing every day I, yeah same you know play outside and climb a tree and shout to my friend across the road climb a tree I think I did that once I don't know why I just said that I climbed a tree basically a lumberjack I was you know me I was a scout and no but I I think it's really I think it's really great that we have that time where we're not anxious about too many things and we're just kids and I'm sure and I'm sure being anxious about it in turn makes things like losing your voice happen yeah it's like if you think I swear if I think I'm getting ill I will get ill yes yeah, it's like if someone yeah. says they've got an itchy head, I'm like, oh, no, my head <laughs> <Got it>. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so we go on from the Annie UK tour to the Discovery Kids channel presenting about dolphins. <laughs> I've done a few bizarre things. Yeah, I think I literally did like one episode and I remember it was filmed at the Millennium Dome 
before it was before it was the O2 Mm. um I I need to try and dig out this footage somewhere it's somewhere in the in the depths of of my nan's house probably but I remember I had to slide down a slide into a ball pit and be like now we're and I think I had to introduce Steve Irwin oh wow now we're over we're over to to, he wasn't there but he was somewhere Australia now we're over to Steve Irwin and talking about dolphins and I was this really precocious annoying kid I was a big Steve Irwin fan I'm very jealous of oh, you oh yeah that. but yeah that oh, was that's, uh, my discovery kid and did you have to audition highlights. for that yeah what yeah I can't was really it? I can't remember it no, now. I am asking yeah, a I lot think... I, I wait till I mention <laughs> Noah and Saskia when you played Melanie oh <laughs> oh my god you fully <laughs> Oh, fully. you've fully done your research I am the oh God, it, ma- it makes it makes me sound like I've had this illustrious career it's brilliant. <laughs> how how do you think your auditions have like differed or changed across the years I, th- I think the biggest change is the amount of pressure that you put on yourself I think when you're a kid it's just mm. oh yeah I've got another thing but you you know you don't put as much pressure on yourself forgetting it and I and I think when you're older it becomes important in like a like a financial way as well as yes. just the success yeah. way you when you haven't worked for a while you it kind of becomes I, ne- I need to get something rather than just like I want to this would be fun but when you're a kid you don't have those pressures and like we said before mm. I don't think you have that fear mm. a- as much I think you just go in and you do your thing but then but then also in the same way I think maybe you don't understand the disappointment quite in the same way when you're a kid I think when you don't get it I think it's hard it's harder to for for kids to understand why Mm. were they nicer at the auditions when you were younger yeah I think I think so look I think people were always lovely when when you auditioned as a kid I think you always felt like you were being looked after and I think I mean generally people are always nice and I think that Mm. The pressure that we put on ourselves is quite often imagined anyway. There aren't yeah. really many audition panels where you walk in and they're horrible. Sometimes mm. they can be a little bit colder than others, but generally they're really nice. And we, mm. the fear and all of that anxiety, I think we imagine. I also have to mention, going a little bit back to the anecdote, obviously the first year of auditioning for Scylla, I wasn't offered the role of understudy. And so that freed me up for other projects. And one of the other projects Mm. was, I got a phone call one day saying, you've been recommended by Cara Lily Hayworth for All Together Now, the television show, the new show. Apparently, apparently you'd been contacted and... You were unable to do it because you were in Scylla. And I think yeah. you my name, which I'm ever so Oh, grateful. I don't even remember that, but I'm yeah. so glad. And I think you messaged oh, that, me on that Instagram. Was ni- that was nice of me. That was me, really nice it? of you. So because of obviously all the Scylla rounds together. And you were so brilliant on that. Oh, bless you. Thank you very much. It was the scariest thing I've ever done. You have also auditioned, as well as being in girl band, um, you've also auditioned for a television show. Britain's Got Talent, which you had great success on. You did extremely well. I remember watching. Yeah. Oh, Misty, you have to... I don't know what that lyric is, but I just remember. As the mountain blows. Yeah. Oh, cute. And um, <laughs> incredible. But I'm, I'm really, really interested to know about auditioning with a group because 
I always felt so much better auditioning mm-hmm. with three other girls. Um, I, I did too. Yeah. Do you find it is just so, it's, it's so nice to have like three other people to blame if it goes wrong. No, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. No, no, well, I mean, not even on. necessarily that, but just if you do something slightly wrong or you don't sing, you have a little bit of a wobble, well, there's three other voices yes. backing you up. So generally, it's not going to be as glaringly obvious. Whereas mm-hmm. if you have a wobble and it's just you, it's it's just clear to yeah. everyone that something hasn't hasn't been quite right. But yeah, it, I I was I loved singing with them. I just had the best time. And we we were signed to a record label before yes, that. Yes, were. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we were signed to Decca Records. I think it was for about two years in the end. Amazing. And then they they dropped us. I mean, as you were saying earlier about the the music industry, it's super tough. And I never really knew because obviously I'd I'd come from a sort of theatrical background and and, and that sort of thing. You've come from theatre into music. So it's it's very different, isn't it? And you are you. How was it auditioning as you rather than a character? Was it weird? I always, I I much prefer, I think, to hide behind a character. But as you say, singing in a group was a lot, was a Mm. lot better. So has that been your only, I mean, obviously we did, search for Scylla for this morning mm-hmm. segments with Fern McCann interviewing us and I felt like it was very very safe and like very yeah supportive and I think because it was obviously scary because the cameras were there but it was not as intense for me as altogether now did you find yeah you got talent just like another level of nervousness for auditions I, I was I was very nervous, especially for the live show. So the set was it the semi-final, the live because it's just live on TV, and I'd I'd never done that before. And even just things like walking down some stairs at oh, the end, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna stack it down the stairs on live TV, and it's gonna be awful, and Ant's gonna have to pick me up off the floor or something. Oh. Um, so I was terrified about that. But yeah, if I'd been on my own, I think it would have been a lot worse so in your situation I, I think I would have been a lot more scared but having the other girls there as support yes made made such a difference definitely made such a difference and but and generally everyone on that show you know all the sort of producers and runners and everything like that were were lovely but I it's a weird thing as soon as we were out it changes of course you know they're putting their energies in other in other places but as soon as you're you're out the show or you, you haven't made it through to the next round, you're you're not important anymore then. Yeah, it's, it's very, very and definitely tough, felt that. Cutthroat, yeah. Very. Oh, t- yeah, totally. Um, totally. I I have a, a question to ask, which isn't actually really like related to the, the podcast and audition situations, but well, it, it kind of is. We, we were always, as a girl band, given feedback about the way we looked rather than our vocals. I don't know if that happens to boy bands or to mm. like mixed bands at all. But did you find also an added pressure on top of your auditioning for, you know, a place in the final and singing? And also you're trying to think of the harmonies, trying to think of yeah. your solo bits. You've also got movement. Was there that added pressure when you used to audition together to look a certain way or to pose as a certain type of girl band in the way that you looked? Yeah, definitely. And when we were signed to the label, we ha- we definitely were given this sort of, aesthetic that we were supposed to look like this kind of sort of rock chicky vibe Mm. crossed with classical singing and all of this sort of stuff so we were definitely sort of guided down that route I mean we were quite lucky by the time we got to Britain's Got Talent because we'd already had that journey with the record label and I think we'd sort of found our style and found ourselves so we were more comfortable in in that we we were quite 
we were quite lucky that we we had our style and we knew what we were mm. but in hindsight I don't know if that served us well in the end because I think we came out and we were too maybe too slick in our first audition and oh, I no, and I and I think they they couldn't have maybe they couldn't morph us into anything whereas I think in hindsight we probably should have come out in I don't know jeans and t-shirts or something and then been transformed and then Simon Cowell probably could have gone no I did that whereas I think he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't do the he couldn't do that I did that thing with us your experience with film so the things that you've been in projects you've been involved with like Maleficent and the Huntsman how were your like auditions for that was it something that was like a really quick process of like you know casting in this area or whatever or was it through your agent and lots of rounds so it makes it sound like it's a lot better than it actually was (laughs) so (laughs) in both of those instances I was a stand-in for the lead Right. So in Maleficent, I was a stand-in for Elle Fanning. So basically, wow. I well, I stood in and, and doubled for her. Mm. So I, I it wasn't an audition like an acting audition. Basically, right. it was I I used to do a lot of extra work when I first left drama school. And if you if you were the right height and if you were the right measurements and builds and everything, I mean, you had to do a, a bit of acting because they'd give you the scene and you'd run through the scenes getting all the cameras and lights set yeah. up. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. But with Huntsman, the reason I've got a, an acting credit in that was because I think the director took a shine to me and gave me a very small part in it after oh. having been Jessica Chastain's stand-in. You've been some amazing so, people's stand-ins. I love so that. So it, it sounds like I've, I've been in movies, but I think I'm only credited on IMDb because I, I'm in the credits. But I, I know I loved it and I learned so much being on set. Yeah, you know, I hadn't I done that, that many sort of TV and film jobs and you don't really learn those sorts of things at drama school. Things like having your marks on the floor and having yeah. your eye lines and things like that and where to look in terms of the camera and, and just the lingo that is sort of said on set. Yeah. And I ne- and I never would have learned as much um, as I as I did doing standing work. It was it was amazing and getting to see close up the directors directing these yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood movie stars. stars. Yeah. I mean, did with, you see with Huntsman, I yeah yeah I like spoke to her. <gasps> did you say why um, did you steal Brad Pitt from Jennifer Aniston? Because I'll never forgive you. <laughs> No, but I met him as well. He came to the set and he was just stood next to me. And I was just like, be cool, be cool. Um, But yeah, and like with the Huntsman, it was like Charlize Theron, Emily Blunt. um, I mean, uh, and obviously Jessica Chaster. And it's just amazing. And you see them working close up. Mm. So you see them working with the director and rehearsing the scene. And because obviously as a stand-in, you're right there. Yeah. So as soon as they step off set, you're in there. You need to take their spot. Even if they go to get a cup of tea, they need someone in that light, someone in front of the camera to line things up on. So I did a bit on Cinderella as well <gasps> with um, Lily James. Yeah, oh it was, gosh, I, I loved doing it. I haven't done it, I haven't done it for a long time, but um, I really enjoyed it. I think it's brilliant to learn how to yeah. be on set, even just like the etiquette of set life, yeah. you know? I, yeah. I think it. I think it's, it's fantastic. I've only ever Definitely. done extra work once and I worked with Little Mix on Salute, their music video. And 
I think it, I only got picked because none of them were ginger at the time. Jesse didn't have like red hair at the time. Mm. And I just had to stand next to them with a flaming a stick covered in petrol and then lit a light. And I just had to hold it next to them. And I was can, just... you, can I see you if I look for the video on YouTube? Oh yeah, if you blink, you will miss me. Okay, so we're now going to play another little game and this one is called Rituals. So mm-hmm. these are just like little superstitions or little do's and don'ts before or after an audition. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any outfit go-to for auditions? Should I say that again or should I just mess that line up? Do you have any <laughs> outfit go-tos? No, no, that's not right. Do you have any go-to outfits? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Do you dress up for the role that you're auditioning for or do you just go full Cara Lily Hayworth? Um, so I'll always, it's a difficult one because you never want to be full out costume, but no. always have a hint of what it is that you're going for. Because I think sometimes I'd never say anything bad about casting directors because I love them all, obviously. But I think sometimes if you don't give them what they want directly, you know, in front of them, I think they can't always imagine that you're going yeah. to be right for a part. I mean, look at Scylla, for example. Look at us being redheads. Three out of the final four girls were redheads. Yeah. Because Scylla was a redhead. And we wore wigs for the entire show. But because we were redheads, they saw us and went, yeah, that's that's right for Scylla. Hopefully we were right for it because we were right for it. No, but it was I, just I because we had I, red hair, Cara. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet that had something to do with them picturing us in the park. And to I be fair, you and I did have a, an excellent run of 60s dresses. That's the sort of thing I would I would do is is wear something that hints at what you're doing. So like if I was going for waitress, I might wear a sort of apron midi dress that's kind of <laughs> an apron, yeah. And I might hold a pie. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, just like a, a hint, a hint towards towards what it is that you're going for like if you're going for Moulin Rouge maybe a little bit of lace but not like a corset and fishnet and a garter and a garter um just a subtle subtle hint just a little subtle hint are you an early bird or are you like cutting it fine on time oh I thought you meant in like general in life yeah Um, no I meant for in life in life no but auditions yes I'm always at least half an hour early I'm just I have a fear that I'm going to be late yeah same I and you know there's been the odd occasion where things have not gone my way with trains and stuff like that and I have ended up cutting it fine and I am then so panicked Mm. and so like out I can't like catch my breath I can't like when you walk through the door and they go Cara and you're oh my god I can't breathe I just hate that feeling so much but then I also hate the feeling of getting there half an hour early and then stewing for half an hour so I don't know which I don't know which is worse quite often I've been like over an hour early and just been wandering around I did that for um a recall for an advert that I had to go to and it was when it was lockdown so I'm surprised there was still there was still Mm. the odd advert so I had to go into London but I arrived so stupidly early I was like, oh, I'll go get a cup of tea, forgetting that you can't go and get a cup of tea. No, you can't. Shut. So I was just wandering around like the empty streets. Like, oh my God, that's such a like there'd so been, been like an, apoc- been an yeah. apocalypse or something and I had nothing to do. So that was that was weird. But um, but yeah, I always arrive really early. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'm like giving you a break. Brilliant. Brilliant. Five out of five. Uh, Brilliant. Are you star. A- <laughs> Gold star. Do you keep it a secret or do you tell everyone you know when you have an audition I keep it a secret generally unless it's got to the point where I've had maybe like three recalls 
I used to tell my family and and my mom and stuff and bless it's not her fault I know it's because she cares but she will ask consistently whether I've heard anything what's going on with it did you hear back and and I always found it really hard to explain obviously that I hadn't heard anything Mm -hmm. and then you could just see the disappointment in her face like well why what did what did you do wrong and well I didn't do anything wrong I just I just didn't I just didn't get it right so now I now I tend not to tell her I mean I'll tell her if it's like an advert Mm. audition or something but if it's if it's something musical theatre or something like that that I really want and I and I just don't want to see feel that disappointment I'll maybe wait see if I get a recall or whatever yeah and then maybe maybe tell people then obviously tell my husband everything but he probably doesn't really care either way <laughs> has, he had to, has he had to read in for things uh, during lockdown yeah yeah he hates it he <laughs> hates it so much yeah he hates it. I'm always roping him into helping me with with self-tapes and things like that and yeah he hates it Oh, and he's him. I think he's uh, he just doesn't like reading stuff on camera and no. I mean not that he's on camera but he doesn't like reading stuff so quite often I'll record him mm. on an on an app yeah there's an app called line learner app so I'll record him and I'll record me in the right and then I'll pause my line so I'm oh, kind of acting with him clever. but just with his voice that's good, <laughs> good advice I'm gonna note that down um do you have anybody that you call <laughs> after an audition or are you just like cool as a cucumber I'm not uh, I don't need to call anyone. I either either Rob, my husband, or my sister usually. Lovely to Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm never cool as a cucumber. I don't think I've ever been described as that. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. <laughs> do you have any warm ups that you have to do beforehand? Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I don't know about like specific warm ups, but I have to do a warm up. If I haven't warmed up my voice, I feel like nothing's going to work. Mm. Um. I mean, sort of the bubble, like. <laughs> that's that's a go-to that's a good yeah. go-to like right up until you're about to go in because it just keeps everything well in theory keeps yeah, everything yeah. from tightening up it tends not to always do the job with me but yeah yeah bubbles and things like that and, and it's less having obvious a nice warm tea than like yeah. being in the the like the waiting room and being like Bella Senora on your own in the corner <laughs> I always wish I had the confidence to oh, warm up there in the room, but I just can't. Last few. Do you do research on the show, like watch the show or film or whatever beforehand? Or do you kind of just make your assumption on what the show's about from what you've heard or whatever? I think it depends what it is. Like with Scylla, obviously, because it's based on a real person, mm-hmm. I did loads of research on her and watched tons of footage and obviously trying to nail the accent and the voice and everything like that so there was loads of research to be done on that but with with a role like Sally Bowles in Cabaret not not really I had obviously seen the film before Mm. but I didn't want to try and I mean no one's going to try and emulate Liza obviously because impossible but um yeah no I didn't really do that much research in in terms of like the character and stuff because we had a bit of a longer rehearsal process on that so finding character stuff was just in in the in the rehearsal room really so obviously you spent three years at the amazing central 
School of Speech and Drama. Is that the actual? Yes, few. Mm-hmm. Oh, suddenly. Yeah, well done. Wrong. Oh my gosh. I mean, oh. technically now it's called the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama, but it wasn't when I was there. So I don't know if I can. Um, my research has failed. I can add that. To... <laughs> no, Royal but it wasn't when I was there. So you're you're perfectly school. correct. I don't think I can say that I went to the Royal one because technically I didn't. I love Central. I auditioned two years mm-hmm. in a row there. I absolutely didn't get in. No, I, I absolutely loved it. I obviously <laughs> didn't get in. Um, but it's a fantastic, if for anyone that is thinking of auditioning, I auditioned 10 years ago, so I don't know if it's the same, but I used to, if you get recalled, you end up staying there for like the full day. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. The third year show you around. I, I, I really, really enjoyed my audition experience there. But let's talk mm. about you you being there. And first of all, when you auditioned for drama school did you think I am definitely going to central or were there other options no I had my heart set on Mount View oh really Um, just because I that had always been the one that I'd got told was the one to go to for musical theatre and I didn't really know a lot else and I didn't get into Mount View and I went to my audition at Central and because it was the acting course but it was a musical theatre pass I was like well, I'm not sure um, and I'm so glad that I did because it turns out that acting is is the thing for me more than just musical theatre mm. acting is what I absolutely love and I remember walking up the steps they've got these amazing steps with yeah. all of the names of famous graduates or whatever that are, that went there um, up the steps and you walk in and there's a big chandelier and I just remember getting this feeling when I walked in like oh that I want to go here this is amazing and I didn't get in my first year round. I didn't really get into anywhere and then I had a year out and then auditioned again and and yeah got in um and I think I also got into GSA but I didn't get what was it called a dada oh okay and yeah I just couldn't uh, and I couldn't afford to go it was way too expensive whereas Central was part of the University of London I think yes and yeah. so it was just it was like regular fees so mm. at the time that was what four and a half it's yeah. not anymore but four and a half thousand pounds a year so that was a bit more doable with um with like getting loans and things yeah, like that yeah um so yeah and um yeah it was great I had I had a tough time there though mm. I wasn't the I wasn't the loudest I remember like the first day everyone was so loud and so confident and I felt I sort of just shrunk a little bit and I was never one of the favorites so I I sort of felt like I disappeared a little bit I mean we were really lucky we had a really small um class size there was only mm-hmm. I think it was six six girls and ten boys so we were really lucky but yeah I just wasn't one of the favorites and I was given quite a hard quite a hard time I remember there was one of one of the, one of the acting teachers said we weren't allowed to wear any makeup um yeah I, I think the audition and, you're not allowed to wear any makeup yeah yeah and um and I'd always come in and she'd be like you're wearing mascara and I'd be like I promise I'm not and she always used to accuse me of, of wearing makeup and stuff and 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 I remember I was doing a how a monologue once this was this was this will stick with me forever I was doing this monologue and she kept making me do it over and over again and everyone else was obviously just watching and she kept me like no no I don't believe you I don't believe you all of this stuff and um and then I think I started to cry at one point and she turned around to the rest of the class and went oh look pretty little Cara's crying and I just remember that in my head and it like and everyone like laughed and stuff. And it was just awful. And I, I just always remember I, I just had a really tough time. And it wasn't yeah. until my third year when I got a couple of like nice parts in our third year. And that was the that was when things started to get a little bit better. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy at all. 
I don't really respond well to sort of belittling or or yeah. criticizing or being sort of shouted at. I tend that tends to just make me sort of go into myself and become a bit of a bit of a shell. And I felt like that was a little bit of a technique that was used to try and sort of break you and build you back up kind of thing but you know then I I definitely left a lot stronger than when I went so I guess mm-hmm. it had some sort of positive impact that way and and it was great training and great acting training and 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 also it sounds a bit silly but being able to leave and when people say where did you train and you can say I trained at central it means it means something shouldn't always necessarily but I think it does it does change people's opinion of you so it does have some influence for sure I mean I don't know how much influence it would have now that I'm a bit older but definitely when I first graduated Mm. it it helped being able to say that I went there let's go on to the final the final game is have you Mm -hmm. ever questions have you ever um this is this is a no-brainer have you ever auditioned for a dream role yes yes that was my first question but obviously I know that Sally Bowles is like absolute dream well I mean well I mean I had a cup of tea with Bill Kenwright does that count yes (laughs) um okay have you ever had to cover up for getting lyrics in a audition um, and what's been your best in an audition? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm sure. I'm sure I will have done, and I've forgotten lyrics on stage as well. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm sure I have in an audition. De- definitely. I think I can't think of any particular examples. I mean, I, I had one of the most horrendous auditions of my life. Was actually for Les Mis, and it was the day after my thirtieth birthday party, and I had, I'd had a lot to drink uh, on that on that night. And it was at the Umbrella Rooms, which oh, if anyone yes, listening yeah. knows, it's like this big tour bit. And we were in the top room, so it was right at the top of the stairs. And you know when you're hungover and you can't, you just can't get your breath. You're just like, you can't, you just can't get enough oxygen. I'm getting like secondhand and, anxiety thinking of you being yeah, over walking up no, the stairs. And, and I'd, I'd planned what I was going to sing for the audition. And that went out the window because I was like, I'm like, I've got the lowest voice in the world today it was just like gravel so okay what what can I what can I sing that I know is going to come out and I picked unusual way from nine because I was like I've sung that a million times that will be fine and they obviously did the usual saying bring two songs I just brought that one because I thought they never ask they won't ask for oh, no. one. I'm just gonna literally have that one song so I sang it and um and I remember I walked in and I think it was when I was I was still doing Scylla or I was about to finish or something and they asked me how it was and I I just it was just like a jumble of words like I said yeah yeah I mean yeah it's been a great tour I've had a really great time it was my 30th birthday party last night it's actually my birthday today and um yeah and I just was just spouting all of these words at them and I think they were just like oh my god I think she's high and I I sang this I did the song and I think I breathed in the middle of the word unusual in a very unusual way and it was just it was just bad and uh and then at at the end obviously they said great what's your second song and I said no no don't I don't have one (laughs) and I just uh and it was just it was it was really bad and and I left and I was like yeah I shouldn't have gone to that (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah Oh my was, God, makes for really, a great story. But really I'm really bad. sorry you had to through that moment. Oh my God. What's your second song? It was bad. I, 
yeah no <laughs> oh you poor thing yeah and I I don't think I've ever felt worse than I did that day it was just it was an error it was an error to have gone well fair play to you for going to an audition after your 30th I mean that's commitment I mean I probably look I think I was up for fun I think I probably looked sufficiently broken and (laughs) destroyed which is quite appropriate for the character um have you ever been on a panel no no would you like to I don't think I have oh I think it'd be quite interesting Mm. to experience it from the other side have the power yeah have you no but I think I would just cast everyone because I'd feel bad for everyone yeah (laughs) I'd be like yeah you've got the role or cast them just because they were sweet yeah you're through to Hollywood really sad (laughs) have you ever posted about an audition on social media um no well maybe still oh I don't know I don't I don't think I have actually I suddenly thought would I have done it during Stiller because it was like being televised and stuff I don't know I don't think we were allowed. I mean, no, saying that, I I think I might have done about my Britain's Got Talent audition, but after the fact. After. Like when it was on TV, I think I would have said tonight being shown is our audition. I don't know. But like a regular audition. No, I don't think. I don't think so. Have you ever auditioned for a part that you are totally wrong for, but you've gone anyway? Um, (laughs) I definitely would. It definitely would be like in my early days of doing like dancing stuff. Oh, I, I can't. I can't think of any examples, but I definitely had a few dance rounds mm. for things like when it was dance round first. Might have even been something like Forty Second Street or something like that. And I can tap a bit, but I mean, no. And it was just, yeah, not good, not good at all. I'm trying to think if I've done any singing ones recently that have been particularly dreadful. Probably can't think. No, of any. don't focus on the negative. I bet you still sound great even when you say that you don't. Um, no, <laughs> I have to ask you um, a little bit slightly off on a tangent, but um, Secret Cinema, Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. you're just yes. the most perfect. Perfect. Oh, you're just the most perfect. perfect. You're just the most perfect choice for Satine. Um, what was your audition yeah. process like for Secret Cinema? Was it was it very, because it's obviously very like hush-hush, obviously, about the location and everything. But you obviously, yeah. I imagine you don't audition on location but it's all improv, isn't it? With the audience beforehand. And do you have to lip sync in your audition? Like, what do you know? So it's a re- it was a really scary audition. Really? Because they, they do a big group audition and you have to like, I remember they made us like be animals and stuff and walk around the room in a character and burst into like, you had to like try and capture everyone's attention in some way and honestly it was just just the most terrifying audition process ever and some people just absolutely thrive in those situations I I prefer to know what I'm doing Mm. personally but um I mean I it's a it's a clever way of auditioning because it really sort of shows who can be creative in those sorts of those sorts of ways but yeah and we worked on like a little bit of like the routines and stuff like that and the songs because obviously if you've been to secret cinema there are lots of live there's lots of live singing before the film but then when you get to the actual film Mm. part you like you say you lip sync and you mime along to the film which is a real skill in its own but we didn't do any of that we didn't do any of that in the auditions that was just um just once we started rehearsing just had the best time how long was the rehearsal period for that um I think we had like three weeks something right. like three four weeks it's a big it's a big event isn't it it is like yeah it, it's obviously you can't always plan for the visitors that you're going to get and the audience members yeah a thousand people a night would come to that wow. and it was yeah it was amazing I had I had so much fun on it 
yeah, it was it was great, and the costumes and everything were just oh. spot on. Yeah, it was fab. Before we go, got to ask <laughs> you for any kind of advice that you have for anyone with auditions or anybody you know, thinking of joining the profession, if you've got anything like any do's and don'ts that you definitely like stick to? I think just the main advice would just be it doesn't happen instantly. For some people it does, you know, there might be someone around you that lands that job straight out of drama school or, you know, I didn't get my my break, I would say was silly, even though I'd done secret cinema before that, that was my break. And I was, like I say, I was 29 when I got that. And I left drama school when I was 20, 21. So I spent a long time really not either not working or you know struggling to even get auditions or get an agent I spent a lot of time without an agent and and it isn't necessarily a reflection on whether you're good enough because then suddenly you'll land that thing and everyone goes oh my god where have you been this whole time you go I've Mm. been here trying to do it but um sometimes it just takes that that one thing for someone to notice you so if you feel like you're not getting anywhere it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not good enough and just to keep working on on your craft and on yourself and improving and and keep putting yourself out there and being creative and getting you know videos on YouTube and putting putting yourself putting yourself out there sometimes it will take a little bit longer but yeah if you keep working hard then then, then you'll get there yeah yeah I mean there was a lot of times that I thought about quitting and probably should have done (laughs) but you keep you keep you keep you keep pushing on and then it paid off because I've, I've got to do some incredible things over the last few years. And dream role, finally, next dream role, what would it be? I know you've already played <sighs> quite a few fabulous <laughs> roles, but what would be the next? Oh, I don't know. You know what? I would, I love musical theatre, but I, I would love to do something in some more in, in film, film and TV, something like that. Like my absolute dream would be something sort of fantastical something fantasy like lord of the ringsy or game of thronesy something like that where i'm playing some sort of ethereal magical creature Amazing. i don't know it's some sort of yeah something like that would be my absolute dream that would be that would be amazing or some sort of period drama like bridgerton or something well or bridgerton the musical or bridgerton the musical <laughs> i could see that uh, there's going to be loads of Bridgerton series as well like so who knows could be in the next yeah, one yeah that would be great that's what that's what I would love yeah amazing fantastic well thank you so much for chatting with me today you guys that are listening to this now won't hear the full version because we've actually been talking for nearly three hours um <laughs> It's, yeah, it's been oh my God. so lovely to chat to you thank you and so so much for your time and if you could just do our outro thanks that's all for today and then you'll be relieved of like this jury duty um, but <laughs> do you want me to say my name or anything or literally just thanks that's all for today no literally just thanks that's all for today but if you want to say your name you can go ahead and say no this no, is Cara Lily Hayworth reporting for thanks that's all for today and now to Steve Irwin okay Okay, Okay, whenever you're ready I'll close my eyes so I don't put you off thanks that's all for today amazing (laughs) 